you know, it's funny. There is this trend statistically that's been recorded now that uh, the more a country condemns something like drugs, uh, the more of those drugs that are illicitly used. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Your favorite host of all fucking time is back. I'm your host, Dylan Randall, and you are listening to Everyone is Cancelled, the holiday Christmas special. This is the time of year where we are merry, we spend time with family, and we drink massive amounts of alcohol and do massive amounts of cocaine. It's a joke. This show is fictional. It is an oral, artistic dance. Ask your mom. She knows what oral is. Obey the laws in your country. Listen to your doctor. And if your doctor approves, and it is indeed legal in your country, uh, go fuck yourself. I love you guys. It's a fun time of year. I've decided this year that alcohol is not canceled. It's a merry time of season. It's the holiday season. It's Christmas. Alcohol is not canceled. There is this taboo fucking hatred towards this delicious juice. All right. Maybe there's a little bit of sway in America. Alcohol is a top. Alcohol is a hot topic. And I found a very interesting article recently highlighting... Uh, exactly what this does for us, exactly what this can do for us. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. You know, it's funny, there is this trend statistically that's been recorded now that uh, the more a country condemns something like drugs, uh, the more of those drugs that are illicitly used, and alcohol is no different. In countries in Europe, uh, like Italy, for instance, where alcohol is more casually consumed, uh, more societally accepted, uh, the problems of alcoholism and alcohol-related deaths, uh, according to my research, are much fucking lower. Not just a little bit, but like a fucking lot. A lot. The people are also, on the contrary, much healthier people. They're healthier people. Right? And it's not a coincidence. This goes the same uh, for drugs, marijuana, Fucking crystal meth, whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm not endorsing crystal meth, but if it's legal in your country and your doctor encourages it, again, go fuck yourself. What I am saying is that people need to pull all of the bottles of wine out their ass and maybe start drinking it a little bit more instead of judging the entire planet because they've decided they're the smartest fucking beings in your world. There is a, a weird divide between Americans consuming way too much fucking alcohol and then Americans who are teetotalers, and they say it's all bad. America likes to take hard stances. You got this side throwing bricks through windows in the name of uh, justice, right? Destroying small family-owned businesses and lighting buildings on fire. That's a text from my girlfriend. Lighting small buildings on fire in the name of justice. And then you have another extreme. Basically, well, they're just getting the shit kicked out of them right now. Extremes. Extreme fucking people in this country right now. So I just want to clear it up, right? I just want to clear this shit up. What is alcohol? What is the purpose of alcohol? What does it do? 
I read an interesting article on uh, Pacific Standard, uh, psmag.com, written by Stanton Peel. It's public information. I found it doing research, and I just wanted to highlight what he wrote. Check out the article yourself. Check out the website. It is fantastic. And uh, it was updated, originally written August 12th, 2014, updated June 14th, 2017. I came across the article. I just wanted to lay out my impression of it. Check out the site. Check out the article. Great stuff. Uh, so basically, his what he's saying is that the U.S. public health establishment has basically buried overwhelming evidence uh, that abstinence is a cause of heart disease and early death. Basically saying, he is his argument is, and he uses evidence, Stanton Peel, that goes to say that the U.S. public health establishment literally is telling people um, that alcohol is bad, from my impression, when in all reality, it looks like the evidence points to abstinence, meaning not drinking at all, causes early death and heart disease. Meaning if you don't drink alcohol, you're fucking killing yourself. Now, this isn't for alcoholics, although that word may be overused. Don't drink and drive. You're a fucking asshole if you do that. That's a different issue. Don't drink and drive. You, that's not just alcoholism. That's just assholes. Don't drink and drive. And if you are waking up with the shakes in the morning because you need alcohol, then you might be an alcoholic. But I believe the word is overused. Again, if your doctor approves, go fuck yourself if you don't like my opinions. But it's the truth. I think alcoholism is overused and therefore people drink more because of it. And I'll highlight why I think that throughout this podcast. It's doing more harm than good. Uh, basically, Stanton goes on to say that uh, people have a right to know uh, that alcohol can give us a higher life expectancy. Even if, and this is the part I love, even if consumed above recommended amounts. So the standard American drink, drinking uh, limits for men is two drinks and for women is one drink. By the way, you're sexist, America. <laughs> Let the people drink what they want, you fucks. And then, and then stressing over drinking, right? Let's just get into that. When people stress about drinking too much, oh, I had three drinks instead of two. Now I'm going to fucking die instantaneously and be a piece of shit. That stress will kill you way fucking faster. In my humble opinion, I'm not a doctor, than just enjoying your life a little bit. All right. Anyways, he goes on to talk about uh, a famous sports star and uh, who died at the age of 57 from a heart attack. In 1981, uh, this Bob Welch, a former Dodgers pitcher, went on to say, uh, went on to publish, I'm sorry, um, something called Five O'Clock Comes Early. A CY Young Award winner recounts his greatest victory, in which he detailed how he became an alcoholic at age 16. He said he would basically get a buzz and would stop being afraid of girls, and he said he was shy, but with a couple of beers, it was all right. Uh, the author of this article goes on to say that this happens to a lot of people in their early 20s. But in his early 20s, he recognized his quote-unquote disease and quit drinking. But Stanton goes on to wonder if, uh, like most 20-year-olds, uh, as shown by epidemiological research, he would have otherwise outgrown his excessive drinking and drunk moderately. 
I mean, a lot of us in our 20s, we drink too much. We party, we have fun, and then we quit it all together. I, I can't tell you how many people I have seen do this. They fucking party too hard in their 20s, and then they quit drinking altogether, and then they're just a sourpuss. They're rigid. They're, they don't know how to laugh. They don't know how to have a good time, and they, they look down on everyone who drinks. It's just one extreme to the other, right? They're the life of the party in their 20s, and then they're the fucking death of the party in their 30s. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why can't you take a nice middle ground stance? Just take a nice middle grounded stance. Maybe stick to 45,000 beers a day and that's it. Anyways, uh, he argues that if he had drunk moderately, he might still be alive. At least that's what the statistics may say. So this author goes to state with uh, evidence-based diagrams and studies showing that even drinking more than is recommended without displaying clinical symptoms of problem drinking or alcohol dependence, and these are not subtle, is generally better for you than drinking nothing. So even as health bodies like the CDC and Dietary Guidelines for Americans uh, now recognize the decisive benefits from moderate drinking. But he goes on to state that these announcements are still met by an onslaught of opposition and criticism and is always at the risk of being reversed. This is highlighted by the fact that And he goes on to state in this article, he says that despite drinking far less than many European nations, Americans have significantly worse health outcomes than heavier drinking countries. For example, despite being heavily outdrunk by the English, he goes on to state, we have almost exactly twice their levels of diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. Double. Double. And they're fucking having a good time out drinking us. So we're sitting here dying, feeling like shit. And they're drinking and having a good time, living longer. Half the amount of diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think letting loose and being happy in life in moderation, maybe slightly over moderation, is a key to happiness. Not stressing over everything. How many times do you see these health nuts dying in these news articles? Marathon runners, bodybuilders, people who are healthy, dying. They stress too much. They obsess. They have OCD. Americans obsess. While in Britain, they're just fucking drinking pints and watching soccer games. Football, according to them. He went on to point out how David Letterman underwent quintuple bypass surgery in 2000. And he had Brian Gumball on his show. And then Letterman is known to exercise maniacally. He's skinny. And he long ago gave up cigars and alcohol. And, uh... He went on to ask Brian Gumble, how come I do everything healthy and you smoke cigars and drink and I end up on the surgery table? The author of this uh, article goes on to point out that epidemiological study after study, uh, research tracing drinkers, their consumption and their life outcomes, uh, it produces consistent findings. And then he goes on to state that there are hundreds of such studies. Uh, But he goes on to state, which often happens with the health industry, that whenever any sort of research can be teased out to suggest drinking might harm you, it will be a, it'll be put on full display. So again, they're looking at the minority of cases, uh, the outliers rather than the large bulk of evidence, which is wrong. That's not scientific. That's not science. That's not medicine. It's misleading an entire nation and harming them. What happened to the Hippocratic Oath of doing no harm? Doctors do a lot of harm. They do a lot of harm. And it's not based on evidence, similarly to something else going on right now, which we won't talk about. 
misleading information harms people. So he goes on to state that, for example, when they found a gene associated with less alcohol consumption, including less men's drinking, as well as other effects, were found to have better outcomes. This highly indirect evidence, he goes on to state, uh, as opposed to research measuring actual drinking and heart disease, was cited to prove alcohol does not benefit the heart. This is where it gets interesting. So he goes on to state that the multitude of studies and the effects of alcohol and mortality, since heart disease is the leading killer of men and women, uh, he, he sh when you look at the bulk of the evidence, it shows that drinking reduces overall mortality significantly. Uh, Meta-analyses uh, showing all of the combined results of the best design studies um, show, including in the 2006 Archives of Internal Medicine, uh, an American Medicine Association journal, uh, published an analysis based on 34 well-designed prospective studies. Uh, he goes on to state that this is research which follows subjects for years, even decades, and that the meta-analysis incorporating a million subjects found that one to two drinks per day for women and two to four drinks per day for men are inversely associated with total mortality. Meaning that dudes drinking up to four drinks a day die less. That's my read of it. It's the fact. Also goes on to state that based on evidence, the more alcohol a society consumes, the fewer alcohol-related problems and alcohol-related deaths, including cirrhosis, it has. Take that as you will. I encourage you to look up this article. Look at the evidence. He posts the evidence, the studies, epidemiological, and uh, showing how it's been replicated numerous times. That's the thing. When you get a study, it doesn't mean jack shit unless it's been done well, and it's been replicated preferably multiple times. The more, the better, right? Now, there are caveats. Uh, alcohol... Uh, your body wants to burn it for fuel before anything else. So if you're trying to lose fat, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to be healthy, if you're trying to bodybuild, well, guess what? Every time you drink alcohol, all the food you ate that day for muscle building, all the food you ate that day for restoring your body, it gets put on the back burner, meaning that alcohol will store your food as fat and burn itself uh, in your body for energy instead. So if you have a few drinks, all the food you ate that day is going to go to fat storage because your body always burns the alcohol, which is a toxin, first. And it won't use anything else as energy until all the alcohol is burned up. So if you are trying to be fit, if you're trying to lose weight, it's something to keep in mind. I don't drink a ton because I, as you know, if you watch my Instagram, uh, I do like fitness. I like to bodybuild, but I like a drink every once in a while. So you just have to balance everything as with everything in life, you have to balance everything in moderation. He goes on to show that there's cognitive benefits of drinking. And uh, he talks about something called a J-shaped curve. So the evidence supposedly shows that if you have more than two drinks a day for men and one drink a day for women, um, for women, you're going to die a lot quicker if you even have one more drink. So the author goes on to state that in the largest study ever conducted for alcohol involving nearly a half a million subjects, uh, sponsored by the American Cancer Society, colleagues examined all causes of death related to drinking among middle-aged and elderly subjects. And basically, this is the sum of their findings. The overall death rates were lowest among men and women reporting about one drink daily. 
mortality from all causes increased with heavier drinking, particularly among adults under age 60 with lower risk of cardiovascular disease. So the author goes on to say that this seems to say never have more than a drink a day or you're doomed. But he goes on to state that the value of this study's huge number of subjects uh, is that it is possible to reliably identify death rates during follow-up for people drinking up to six or more drinks daily. Uh, These results are laid out by this graphic in the New England Journal of Medicine. Again, look up the article, look at it yourself. But basically, what the research actually shows is that for all levels of drinking, including the highest one for both men and women, death rates did not reach those for abstainers. This group is mainly heavier, but nonetheless normal. This author goes on to state four key points that summarize this article. One, he goes on to state that informed Americans are often remarkably ignorant about the benefits of moderate drinking and think that abstinence is better for them. This has been proven to be false. Secondly, he goes on to state that the U.S. is not a heavy drinking nation, yet its health outcomes are poor compared with other economically advanced nations. Three, uh, the worst drinking pattern is obviously frequent binge drinking. Americans engage in this a lot, but these same people think that daily but moderate drinking is a sign of addiction. Fourth, in treatment and prevention, the American abstinence, just say no fixation as he goes on to state, can lead to tenuous, unrealistic efforts to abstain, efforts at which people frequently fail only to partake in the highest risk forms of binge drinking. Anyways, there. every once in a while I'll have a drink. I'll have a vodka and a, like a seltzer, a beer, whatever. And I'm. it's often at those times when I've been a while, I've been months without a single drink that I think, man, I should do this more often. I feel great. Sometimes I wake up the next day feeling fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. I sleep great, even though alcohol can impair sleep. And I think there is a moderate level that most people can consume and probably be healthier. You know, it's these stress-free nations. It's these nations that don't harp and obsess over everything that live the longest. And we're talking good food, too. We're talking an overall balance of things. But I think just fucking stressing over everything in life is the biggest killer. Cortisol is the stress hormone. Guess what cortisol does? It eats your body alive. In healthy amounts, it's great. In excessive amounts, it literally eats you alive. It fucking burns through everything. It is a destroying catabolic hormone. Catabolic meaning destroying of tissue. Anabolic meaning building of tissue. Anabolic hormones are like testosterone, the stuff that makes you feel good, right? Catabolic hormones are cortisol. Cortisol spikes in us all the time in American lives because we're always stressed, we undersleep, and we try to be healthy through all of that. And it's unrealistic. Alcohol can help you relax. Alcohol can make you have a good time. It could be a social lubricant, not to be relied upon, but to be used medicinally. And I think medicinally should be liberally used. Medicine can be a daily thing. Medicine can be things that are natural fermentation of fruits, things that make alcohol, things our ancestors have been using when they were much healthier than us for thousands of years, right? But now we don't have to worry about being killed by a lion or a tiger or a bear, right? We have a great life. It's cushioned. We can take the best of both worlds. We can eat healthy, natural, good foods. We can have alcohol in moderate levels, truly moderate levels. We can live life relatively pain-free, but with good stresses. 
There's going to be stress in your life. Let them be good. Let there be a reward at the end of your day. Enjoy the Christmas season. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holidays. Right? Because otherwise, and I've seen this over and over in my social groups out in public, people go out and they have they binge drink. And then they don't drink at all. And then they binge drink every weekend. Just every weekend they're binge drinking. And then they take the whole week to recover just to binge drink on the weekend again. Right? It's like starving over feeling, starving over feeling, starving over feeling. It's just this massive trend in America of overconsuming and underconsuming, going to extremes. This is a country of extremes. And I think getting away from that, whether it's your political views, your diet, your alcohol consumption, your drug consumption, whatever works for you, your judgment of others, I think we can improve upon our extremes. Read a book, right? Uh, there's that famous quote of the man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. So you could be wasting yourself listening to others when you're not spending more time reading, educating yourself with articles such as these. America loves to harp on these little bad guys they create. But oftentimes I'm finding more and more as I age and educate myself that these bad guys have a lot of benefit for being so bad. What, stop drinking alcohol, so take these pills instead? Make the pharmaceutical industry money with, what, cholesterol medication? Fucking insulin for your diabetes, right? Painkillers for your, your fucking hurt back because you don't exercise, you don't be fit in a proper way with good form. Take these pills, take these aspirins. And then the medicines hurt us more, and then we take more medicine. How much do you think those are fucking us up? When you could just exercise, get sun daily, eat a carnivore-based diet. Carnivore-ish, as Dr. Paul Saladino likes to state, which is being shown more and more often to be healthy, right? The diet of our ancestors. Have a drink every once in a while, maybe every day. Don't let these fucking goons kill you. That's all I'm saying. Don't let these goons fucking kill you with misinformation. I love you guys. I hope you have a great Christmas. Uh... I know this episode was kind of all over the place with information. I really encourage you to read this article yourself, psmag.com. Look it up. Check it out. See what you think. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback. Hit me up on Instagram. Everyone is canceled, 1L. New episodes every Monday. I hope you guys have a great fucking week, great holiday season. I will see you at the beginning of January for our special 48th episode, one year of Everyone is Canceled. I appreciate your listenership. You guys are great. This podcast has grown tremendously. I can't tell you how grateful I am. I love you all. And I will see you next time on Everyone is Canceled. Good night, folks. Don't let these fucking goons kill you.